you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hello, this is Wes Chapman, Chapman Pharmacy, Vidalia, Georgia. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. What's the definition of being transparent? You look that definition up, it says allowing light to pass through so that objects behind can be distinctly seen. It goes on to say, having thoughts, feelings, or motives that are easily perceived. We're talking about the Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency today. I am welcoming first-time Pharmacy Podcast guest Wes Chapman with Chapman Pharmacy in Vidalia, Georgia. Wes Chapman sits on the board of directors of PUT, Pharmacist United for Truth and Transparency. We're going to get an update on the initiatives of the organization. The pharmacy industry is churning. Aetna and Humana, CVS and Target, CVS and Omnicare, OptumRx and Catamaran, all of these are going to have great changes to our industry at a macro level and Privately owned pharmacies need to pay attention to these trends, what this means for uh, drug pricing, um, drug reimbursement, and even the costs of your uh, generics and brands through your wholesaler. CVS um, with Caremark uh, business managers and the purchasing inventory management and prescription fulfillment of Aetna's mail order and specialty pharmacies. Aetna's prescription volume is uh, coming via Caremark, which is being supplied by McKesson. If the Aetna Humana deal is completed, Aetna may eventually restructure its pharmacy and PBM relationship and build an OptumRx-like internal PBM. CVS and Target, McKesson is Target's primary wholesale supplier for brand name drugs, while Target primarily purchases generic drugs directly from the manufacturer. With the CVS deal, brand name supply will likely switch to Cardinal Health, while generic sourcing will shift to CVS Health, CVS Health's Red Oak joint venture with Cardinal Health. OptumRx and Catamaran in 2014, Cardinal Health won the Catamaran business, which will presumably gain the volume back after the Optum deal closes. However, there's no guarantee that an acquired company's supplier will win the combined business. You recall that Amerisource Bergen won the combined Express Scripts Medco business from Cardinal Health, and so United Health Group's OptumRx PBM may look for a competitive bid that would include both brands and generics. Sourcing data through drug channels, uh, if you haven't heard of that blog, a ton of very useful and uh, knowledge from a um, economics point of view, pharmacy economics by Dr. Adam Fine. So on a well-known, that is pharmacyowners.com, the PDS uh, chat board, there was a post. It says, is put kaput? And there was concern about um, actions and, and activity of the Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency organization. And we hope that this recording will help bring to light any doubt about the effectiveness or activities of Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency. So let's get on with the interview. Hey, it's a great day here at the Pharmacy Podcast. I get to welcome um, a, a champion to independent pharmacy, uh, someone who has 
understood the challenges of a pharmacy owner um, because he, in fact, is a pharmacy owner himself. Mr. Wes Chapman with Chapman RX down in Vidalia, Georgia, and the L is silent. I just learned. I'm from Pittsburgh, so probably not saying it right. Good morning, Wes. How are you? Good morning, Todd. It is down south of Vidalia. We just take a whole new pronunciation to it, and thanks for having me on your podcast. You're very welcome. Hey, I've been looking forward to this show for two reasons. Number one, I want to get kind of an idea and, and story about your background and the history of Chapman RX, what you're doing, what you're doing for your community um, in your eyes as a pharmacy owner in the world of, um, of, of payment reimbursement, how it's all transforming. And then uh, I want to follow up and bring updates regarding uh, Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency, which we've talked with many of uh, the members before. Um, however, it's it's time to definitely get an update. So I'm gonna I'm gonna first ask you to let the listeners know a little bit about yourself and your pharmacy uh, business, and um, kind of really how you got started. Well, I'm a second generation pharmacist. Though our family's been serving this area, a small rural area in South Georgia, for over 50 years. Uh, my father has since passed on, um, but uh, after having my own pharmacy for a, for a number of years up in North Georgia. Um, headed south and uh, actually we were expanding my father was expanding into some home care and uh, he needed a pharmacist to do compounding and, and infusion and uh, this has been gosh 20 plus years ago so came in at that time and, um, and and did that and of course retail was you know still retail but uh, we were able to kick some retail back in become really a full service pharmacy with the first people to do compounding in this area first people to do infusion in this area um, well, infusion with Part D kind of um, fell to the side, but uh, we retained still our compounding and uh, and DME respiratory, as well as our traditional pharmacy. Um, challenges have always been there. My father was very active in our state association in the National Association, then known as NARD, um, before it was NCPA. Um, so very familiar with at least the politics and the challenges that pharmacies have, have faced for, I guess, uh, at least two generations now, or at least what I know for uh, 40 to 50 years. So. Yeah, the, the, the game's definitely changing. And what, ex, what obstacles to being a successful business owner, owning a pharmacy 20 years ago, is drastically different than today um, just because of, of, of how... I think some very intelligent um, organizations have come together in order to uh, figure out a way to continue to grow their own business at a uh, at a national level, and that in itself, um, based on some of the the regulations of what is um, some of the PBM services that are out there, my my view is I never am afraid to compete with anyone. But when you make the rules to compete favorable to one side, I think that's when it becomes unfair. Well, that's that, this is it. You ask what it takes nowadays is cash flow, and uh, I don't wouldn't disagree that uh, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. And I'm, I, we've already you know I'll say always, but uh, we wouldn't be in business if we weren't half profitable. But there's just uh, the profit the profits are, are going away, and it's just a necessary part is to have that cash flow to support my employees. They're number one in my 
you know, right after my patients, my, well, I can't say that they're number one. I take care of my employees because my employees take care of my patients, and I require cash flow for that. Todd, you know, the, the cost of health has not go down, gone down. <laughs> Our reimbursements have, but I don't think it's because we're reducing the cost. Um, PBMs many times are claiming to reduce the cost because of their non-transparency. Um, uh, we're very aware that they are not. Uh, they present a major challenge for all of us. I've always said through the years when I go stand and, and, and talk with a legislator that needs to make a cut one way or the other, I said, you know, you know, chop off a finger, take off a hand, I'll still live. But uh, with the cuts that are coming from the, the PBMs, I mean, my goodness, we're paying them to do business with us. It's, it's gotten ridiculous. Um, when those cuts come along, they're, they're putting a, a a sword, I hate to be so graphic, but a, a sword through our, our chest uh, is killing us one way or the other. And that's, that's my involvement in PUT. Um, just a, a different way of, of checking towards things as, as an organization. I, I've, I've gotten to the point where, um, like many, of struggling. Um, have tried the niche markets and they, they do okay for us. But my biggest challenge is just the uh, PBMs, the, the major PBMs in particular, that are smiling on, on one side and to uh, the payors, whether in our area, be Southern Company or um, some, because we have a large nuclear plant here close to us, um, smiling to them and saying, hey, we're, we're saving you guys money when in effect they're the ones gouging everybody. I, I, I equate this sometimes to it's a scandalous, quite frankly. Um, might be preaching to the choir here. Maybe a PBM's listening to, maybe a payor's listening. But listen up, it's, it's scandalous as to what's going on. You know, a few decades, decades ago, we had the Enron scandal. We had banking scandals a decade ago. And for, for many, particularly this past decade, the past few years, um, the PBMs are the scandals. They're, they're the ones that are really creating, the, we feel, creating the, um, the costs in health care. They're the, they're the fat middlemen, and we're just trying to do our best. Thus, I'll bring up Putt again, doing our best to expose um, the egregious policies, the hidden policies um, of the PBMs. So with um, some of the dramatic um, changes in the national scope of pharmacy, and as an example of what I mean, uh, Rite Aid, for example, has completed its previously announced acquisition of Envision Pharmaceutical Services, which um, yeah. is, a, is a PBM. So... And CVS, of course, buys all of Target stores, and they call this a win-win for the consumer, increasing another 1,600 locations, um, which I think they're just going to brand probably CVS inside a Target, including some of the uh, clinics. Once again, oh. it's touted as a win for um, the public, and we all know in, in distant rural areas, sometimes that's just not the case, especially if payment is surrounded with the service provider itself and um, like you said in your community there's a big employer there and there's probably limits to where their employees can go for pharmacy services well we're, we're a small rural community but we're still a, a we're, we send our tertiary care to larger places such as savannah macon augusta brunswick maybe but we're still a, a, a magnet for our rural area. We have a CVS, Rite Aid, and Walmart all within two miles of me. Um, and that large employer is a um, Caremark 
Um, so our folks come in the pharmacy and they're saying, can I, can I please come to you? Or they get extorted away. We all know the process. If they come fill something with me, but then a week they have a letter that says, if you use Chapman Pharmacy again, your copay will, you know, double or triple or whatever through the times that it goes. And I've had people without being true, too dramatic, but truthfully saying, you know, crying in my store. I don't want to go there. And let me remind some people, uh, I think we all know this, but I can, as a pharmacist, can, you know, say, well, I can swine the CVS care mark or, in this case, to the payor. And it's only really until our, uh, our patients step up, which some of them have, and said, I just don't want to do this anymore. Um, so we, even though I'm rural, there is access, but even the access itself, the people just don't want to go there. They don't have the service. Um, they don't want to wait um, a day for their antibiotic. Um, it's you know, we, we as independents have always been service-minded, and we we staff accordingly, legally staff accordingly to do so. Um, so a lot of challenges for um, our general public here. Um, folks don't want to go to Rite Aid; they want to go where they get service, where they feel like they know somebody one way or the other. That doesn't sell on the payer side. Sometimes it doesn't sell for the PBMs. They don't care. It's become a commodity, unfortunately. Um, like soybean or something, but uh, there's enough folks out here, and I think it matters in the end the care product, uh, what the people get as far as they're not just service, but they're getting quality health care, and uh, they're not going to get that when all the expansions take place, when a, a mega a CVS will be the largest one out there ever taking Walgreens at this time. And uh, a next merger takes place, and it's just going to be a, a back in the days of, I guess, AT&T, Bell South, and such as that. The mega takeover is going to come over, and then service will, and prices will jump up. Service will drop, and prices will um, jump up. So it's just a, it's, it's, it's economies. It's just how things happen. That's what's going to happen, and, uh, and no doubt in my mind. And I think any economist will tell you the same. So there's always the you know debates over healthcare reform um, and what that means for um, the patient uh, consumer, but also what it means for um, the small business owner and and what that's going to trickle down to the independent pharmacy. So with the recent um, uh, Supreme Court decision on the ACA, what's your viewpoint of of that moving forward for a uh, private owner? Um, it's going to be difficult. Uh, it's not going to change. Some, several challenges, I think, will go up, but I don't see it being messed with significantly. Um, nobody really knows. It's still so new to us. We don't really know the consequences um, one way or the other of what's going to happen. What does it mean to me? I have to shrug my shoulders and say, here comes the train. Um, is it going to slow up my stop and let me go on, or is it going to bolt or pass me? Or in, in the worst case, is it going to bolt or over me? Um, as I, I, I can't give a crystal ball what I, my, my thought is I don't know I really don't know because I don't think anybody really knows at this point yeah and I, I kind of want to move to um, a subject of, of strategy and I want um, if you're a if you're a pharmacist united for truth and transparency member obviously I want you to listen to this and maybe send an email into um, the common email address that's there um, right on the uh, truth um, rx.org website but if you're not a member I want you to look into it and ask yourself you know why you're not and here's the reasoning let's talk about let's talk about four things let's talk about trust access skills and services and cost 
And I want I want everyone to think of this from a complete mixture perspective. That is the pharmacist, provider, the payer, and the patient. So trust. Patients have all, have already had <clears throat> more contact with their pharmacist than any other healthcare provider, which of course in their communities that trust is there. Uh, their child's sick, their mother's sick, they happen to be sick. That trust level with their pharmacist is there. That's who they want to use. Access, you know, the pharmacist is highly accessible, um, especially in uh, communities that don't have, um, you know, pharmacies in, in specific mile radius. It's, you know, there's statistics out there that says there is a pharmacy within 2.36 miles of any U.S. consumer on average, but that doesn't take into consideration, you know, Nebraska, um, Oklahoma, <laughs> Um, all of these areas. And then, of course, skills and services. Pharmacists are highly trained healthcare professionals. They're knowledgeable about, obviously, a range of medical services, diabetes education, uh, bioidentical hormones, uh, capable of delivering, um, you know, diagnostic services in times, um, giving flu shots. So as a, as a nation that's in a, in some ways, in a healthcare crisis, that pharmacy is so incredibly important. So one, two, three makes sense. Trust, <clears throat> access, skills, and services. Now we get to the bump, cost, and, and how things are paid for. So, you know, pharmacies are operated at that highly competitive business environment. Um, you know, you have to have those services paid for. We're on the eve of provider status. I'm not sure how that's going to open up the world of payment for service of what a pharmacist actually does, not just a dispensing fee. So when you're crunching all of this together, Wes, as a pharmacy owner, what do you say to your constituency, which is really every pharmacy owner in the United States, members of PUT or not members of PUT, what do you say to these people? Because I personally get frustrated with independent pharmacies not coming together strategically. It's a two-edged sword, and we're independent, and we're independent. Um, we're, we're independent business owners, but unfortunately, we're too many times independent uh, to one another. Um, a, 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 gosh, a series of cliches we could just throw in here, and my, my goodness, let's go down the list. I, I won't bore us with such. We all know them. Um, but I, I think as, as much as, as, as important, I mean, go look at your checkbook, folks. Go look at your bank balance. Um, it's more important than ever. Um, in some of the meetings I've been in, I always equate this, or I, I say always, most always, try to put across this point. You know, we're in a we're in a war here. It takes an air force. It takes a, a an army. It takes a navy. Um, it takes some marines. We all are equipped with um, various skills, one way or the other. I'll, I'll lean into put because because that's what you're bringing up here, and I'm a member of such. Um, uh, Putt uses a different skill set. We're not so political. Um, we're, we're not going to, we need NCPA. We need our, in, the, in my case, the Georgia Pharmacy Association, the Academy of Independent Pharmacy within our association. Um, all very necessary. All very necessary. And uh, Putt has a place there too. Um, grab somebody's hand. Don't stand out there. I'm telling my constituents, get in somewhere. Pop on somebody's boat. Support them in some way. Um, I think the uh, the minimal cost, or even just just donations into put, um, will far exceed any donation that you might make. Uh, I, won't say, I better not say that, but it just it's 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 very worthy. 
it's very worthy to, to get involved. Join NCPA if you're not. Join your local pharmacy association, your state pharmacy association. Get involved. I've heard it for 40 years. My father was, far more former, as I said, a former president of our state association. Um, and all we could say was get involved, get involved. And it's one of those things where um, 20% are going to float the boat for everybody else. And we don't mind doing that. We're going to take care of it. But encourage people to be a part. Um, yes, very frustrating. I heard your comment. I, I don't understand sometimes. I, I just see. And it's people's nature. It's their, um, their individual character. Um, so I don't want to come across as chastising too much, but some of my frustration does come through and say, just get involved somewhere. Um, and not just your money. Put your efforts, put your voice somewhere. Um, be involved on an advisory committee. Put your voice to one of our national organizations or your state organization. Let them be heard. They'll, ga- they'll grasp you. They'll gather you up. They want voices. It's not just your money they want. Um, and put the same way. I've, I've felt very encouraged by some of the work that PUT has done as far as some exposing that they've done. Um, uh, can I chase a brief rabbit here just to talk to constituents? Um, uh, we're small. We're the little fire ant that comes out of the, out of the hill, and the ant hill, and, uh, uh, but we'll, we'll dang sure get on somebody's legs and make them dance in the fall. The other equation of that is like, um, maybe comparison, I should say, is that I've often said the PBMs, the big business, they're giants, but they've got feet of clay. They stand on a false premise. It's not real. They're a middleman. Um, it's, uh, it could probably garner me some backlash by saying this publicly and nationally, possibly internationally here. Um, but they've got feet of clay, and we all know that. And once we start chiseling away at that, they'll fall. But it's going to take efforts from um, all of us, um, the 22,000-plus independents that are still out there, to gather in, um, get some fire in your belly, um, and and contribute um, more more than anything your voice. Um, just I, I think that that once our voices are united and amplified, people are going to start hearing it. Um, but right now, if we just bow down and shrug our shoulders and say nothing's going to work, which some will, um, that's where we'll end up. But my goodness, let's hear your voice, folks. Join in. Yeah, and in the meantime, it, you know, there's there's small things that can be done, and and I think you know it needs to be regional wins. Um, you know, when you go after the big, uh, huge, um, entire pie per se uh, of this situation, it seems daunting. Um, you know, little tiny wins in your own community, in your own region, um, coming together, independent to independent, sharing ideas, sharing strategies. Uh, putting a telemedicine uh, service between um, 30 miles, 60 miles away, one independent to another, and creating a common network of telemedicine services, for example. Your patient comes into your store, uh, into your pharmacy. You have a signage outside that says we have a telemedicine quick clinic that you can walk up to a a kiosk, per se, and get a camera, and there you can see a a physician, and, um, and building that that parallel network to what the the chains are doing to to bring um, additional business in, um, in, including reaching out to maybe some of the other PBMs that are out there throughout the nation um, to talk to them about little pockets of regional uh, services provided by uh, privately owned pharmacies under a specific um, you know payment uh, schedule. 
um, whatever it is, there, there has to be strategy underneath the efforts of knowledge and the efforts of trying to make things as transparent as possible. Um, I think they almost have to go together, Wes, as, as we're all walking hand in hand. I'm not a pharmacy owner. Um, you know, we everyone knows that. But I'm a, I'm a strategist. I'm a technologist. I'm a marketer. And I pay attention to how the gargantuan um, forces of national pharmacy services are moving. And I think that um, the independent and the private owner has to um, mirror some of those strategies. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm going to be a Georgia proud person, but we've got one more active and um, I, to, to, to more than anything, they're just so, I've got a lot of vision. Our Pharmacy Association, more, more specifically our Academy of Independent Pharmacy here in the state of Georgia, um, wondrous, wondrous progress in, in doing such things as that, um, especially medications, et cetera, um, network, putting networks together, starting with some um, beta testing in, in certain parts of Georgia. So, yeah, small wins. We in the state of Georgia um, have, uh, starting January 1st, unfortunately, six months post when we'd like to see it happen. I'm um, such the concessions that are made, but we've got some MAC transparency laws that are coming in. Um, so it's like I, I agree with you. It's small regional battles, and back to the back to the war issue. You got a lot of battles to 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 fight it, and some of them may be lost. But you you, you get back in, strap your boots back on, load up your ammo, and head back out. Um, because battles are being won. Again, going back to that chipping away chipping away at the feats of clay, they will eventually fall. Um, it's I think it's just nature that will do that. Um, big big business um, and particularly in the nature of the PBMs um, operating under such a, 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 a false uh, economy um, they will be found out eventually it's just a matter of us getting in there clicking away whether it's clicking away legislatively um, chipping away chipping away um, with technology um, I'm, I'm very excited for for, for our future um, and, and the fact that we have so many um, different types of ammo, if you will, or weapons to, to reach into and use, particularly while we still got the numbers here. Um, PUD is trying to do some consolidation between um, just various technologies and bringing um, its members and anybody else that wants to come into to start utilizing various technologies um, and, and, and trying to gather some PBMs, PSAOs, and saying, okay, guys, um, we can all be independent. Um, we will have to give up some autonomy as, as an independent pharmacist, as uh, members of PSAOs. Um, we're, we're even, I pray tell to our um, wholesalers and such as that, um, we're not going to survive out there independently. We've all got to do some consolidation of our own. The big guys are doing it, um, swallowing up one another left and right. Um, somebody has to give it some autonomy, and I think it's going to have to take um, place uh, within the independent community for sure. Um, it's sad to say, but uh, I'm encouraged by the fact that, you know, hey, I'll, like I say, I'll give up a finger or two or chop off my hand here. I at least got another hand to grab hold of somebody else, and let's, let's get this done. Um, but we've got tremendous, tremendous opportunities out there ahead of us, Todd. As you said, you're, you're a technologist. Um, you're very aware of uh, the various technologies we can grasp. Um, legislatively, um, puts not so much into legislators, uh, legislative processes, but, but uh, we live that NCPA and our pharmacy association. 
associations, but we're glad to support and help them in any way we can. Um, we want to get out there and expose what's going on. There needs to be a, some, some finger pointing going on. And uh, I think that's where Putt jumps in, not only um, in just exposing folks, but we'll also um, trying to put together, uh, like I said, some technology issues and, and utilizing that for the independent pharmacy as well. Wes, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, welcome you and any of the members of Putt Back. I'd like to have a reoccurring update uh, so the listeners understand what's happening in the world of, um, of Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency. But um, just thank you so much for, uh, for being on the Pharmacy Podcast. Well, Todd, thank you very much. I, I look forward to any feedback. If somebody wants to contact me and can do to, through the contact, my um, my email is westchapmanpc at gmail.com. Uh, lend, me, lend me your ear. One way or the other, put member or not. We don't care. We want pharmacists that um, that got a little fire on their belly and um, glad, to, glad to take care of one way or the other. And again, thank, thanks for having me on your podcast. You're very welcome. I'll have uh, Wes uh, Chapman's contact information down in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to him and ask any questions, you can definitely do that. And we thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.